Hello, welcome to Get On and Shine with me, Holly Honey Church. It's a lovely grey Sunday here, chilly, rainy, feels kind of cool because it's been so bright and hot and sunny for so long. It's actually quite unusual to have grey, cold weather. It's the kind of weather where it feels okay to stay inside and watch a movie or two and get snuggled under blankets. I do like those moments. How is lockdown going for you? Lockdown! (laughs) When that word first started circulating, it felt almost unreal, you know, so dramatic, like it was something out of a film. But now it's become commonplace to say. It might even be a part of the title of this podcast. (laughs) I have started to bake. I never thought that that would happen again. I used to bake quite a lot before we started house-sitting. It was vegan cookies I used to make quite a lot. And all kinds of raw desserts with almonds and nuts and cacao. It was pure ingredients and quite expensive ingredients. Um, It always ended up costing about £20 for a cake, which I would polish off within a couple of days. (laughs) But after I started house-sitting and I sold my amazing Vitamix and put all my baking things into storage, it wasn't so important then. Everything just needed to be quick and easy rather than finding my way around a different kitchen each two weeks. It felt way too hard doing that. So cooking and baking went on to hold and I wanted to make life a lot more simple. And it was all about cats then as well. (laughs) Food didn't really, food wasn't so important. Which is such a weird thing to say for some people. But it just felt, food felt secondary and creativity took over. As long as there was a hot meal and it had to be yummy, I wasn't going to eat anything as long as there was something simple in front of me, it was fine. I ate and then got on. It was a new liberating way of looking at things rather than chopping and slaving away in the kitchen for hours. Most things were very, very simple that I would cook and I got quite into ready meals as well and going out to different cafes in different cities, wherever we were, there was lots of choice so I had to do less in the kitchen. It was good to have a break. Then, yeah, this newfound feeling of wanting to create food again has come up. I used to love it. It used to take a lot out of me, actually. I would spend quite a long time in the kitchen. I think that was one of the reasons why I stopped, because it was taking so long to do everything that I didn't have much time to do anything else especially create. And when I got into writing and harp, I didn't want to be in the kitchen. So I tried to find easy options and they were delicious. But now, because we haven't got jobs anymore and because we're not getting any help from the government, we're trying to save as much money as we can and to live frugally. 
And part of that is to start making things again. And so making cookies, of course, they're very a, a big part of, you know, nutrition every day. <laughs> but the plan is to get into making pies and I don't know yeah I don't even know what 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 it's going to be but it's going to be things that don't cost very much to do in the long run and I can make easily it's all about ease I don't want to spend hours doing things but I'm quite excited to make pastry I haven't even got a rolling pin at the moment like <laughs> I live so so minimally I've got one bowl I've got a roasting tin which is doubling up as a cookie tray and I didn't even have cutters I've got some cutters now um so things to buy are a sieve and a rolling pin and a second bowl a mixing bowl maybe a, a plastic one because in this house in this flat it's very big and there's not much insulation. So everything, every time you knock anything, it really reverberates everywhere. So mixing in a glass bowl could be quite noisy. So getting a, a plastic mixing bowl is on the cards. An egg custard dish. We would like one of those too, because Simon is really into custard. And so am I really. And so that is going to be another exciting thing to make. I'm so excited about it now. It's brilliant. We used to go to a bakery down the road a lot. I've taken photos of the cakes they've made and I've eaten. But now, you know, we could spend so much there each week and it's just not an option anymore. So it's it's a positive because it means that I'm going to get more creative in the kitchen and yeah, create my own stuff. It feels organic somehow. So I'm looking forward to sharing my creations with you. What I really wanted to talk about today was a lockdown story. I'm sure we've all got one. I'm sure a lot of us have got stories about hair cutting, for example. Mine's about cutting, but it's a different kind of cutting. <laughs> so I get a fair amount of hard skin on my feet and I visit the chiropodist fairly often, maybe every three months. I get it because of the mechanics. I mean, we all get it, but I get it because the mechanics of my feet kind of twist my my feet twist in a certain way so therefore I get hard skin in certain places and it gets really sore like really painful every step I take can be excruciating and I haven't had them done in like five months now so I had to take some action I know my feet intimately like you know I've I literally live through my feet which isn't a good thing I need to live through my core muscles. But living through your feet means that you know your feet really well. And I wanted to learn how to look after them myself. Rather than going to the chiropodist, rather than waiting so long, I could touch them up, you know, every month or so. Not go crazy, just like get a little bit of hard skin off. Because if I don't get it off, then I literally can't walk. It's ever so painful. It's really, it's just sore. And it's not, it's not pleasant. I started to 
watched some YouTube videos about from podiatrists and I watched the very simple ones, not the kind of really weird ones, because honestly, it makes me squeamish some people's feet. (laughs) I watched one, this, there was the craziest long toenail I've ever seen and, and I won't go into details, but it was, it was, yeah, I didn't watch much. But what I was interested in were the comments. And obviously these are probably all people who are trained as chiropodists because they wanted to they wanted more information they wanted a second video they wanted to know you didn't like focus enough in this area what happened on this toe you know they were so into it and i find it fascinating the difference in human beings how one person can be so squeamish about things like that and another they can totally relish it human beings are amazing <laughs> So back to my story, I decided that I wanted to be able to cut off some of the hard skin on my feet. So I started looking into it and researching and I found different ways of doing it. There's like a a kind of a razor type way where you, you, it's like a razor and you just sort of slice bits of skin off. Um, I didn't really feel that that was like safe enough for me. It kind of, I needed more precision. I wanted to find a scalpel and a scalpel blade. And I emailed this company who um, sold them. And they got me in touch with a, a lecturer in podiatry. And she called me up and she was very like professional and wanted all my details and wanted to know my problem. So I told her everything. And she was like, right, I don't recommend that you use a scalpel. Um, Yeah, I just wouldn't recommend it. So she recommended that I use this sort of a file and some sandpaper type thing. And I rubbed the skin off, basically. Now, when I was younger, my mom used to do it for me. And it feels or it felt so weird. I, having your skin rubbed off your feet, I don't know what it was, but it just gave me the heebie-jeebies and that stayed with me ever since. Now I tried to tell her that, but she wasn't really interested in hearing about my heebie-jeebies. So I just said, yes, thank you very much. Thanks for your help. And she sent me an email with all the details. I looked at these products and the file was like 25 pounds and you know, it's not cheap stuff. And as we no longer have jobs, I'm like, I, I want the cheapest way possible, you know, the safest way and like the cleanest way, but it just, and also the way that didn't give me heebie-jeebies. In that email, she also reiterated not to use a scalpel. So I carried on looking at scalpels because from the videos, it just looks so like easy and it just does the job so quickly, you know, it's a little scalpel on the hot skin, boom, and it's gone. It's painless, you know, it's amazing. I found Morton and Swan. They are a surgical blade, a surgical medical company who make blades then I looked on eBay and they happen to have these blades and the handles on eBay. They're sold, funnily enough, in the scrapbook and craft category. 
which I thought was interesting. I got 10 blades for like £3 and a handle for £6. So that's like £9. I got some antiseptic wipes from salt water. And yeah, I waited for them to arrive. They arrived and it took me a few days to gear up to doing it. You know, it is kind of challenging, but I wanted to do it because really I want to do this forever now. I don't want to have to go to a podiatrist and spend £30 each time. It doesn't come under any sort of benefit thing and it's, yeah, it is expensive and it's something which I'll have to do for the rest of my life. So I wanted to learn. I do want to learn. It's like something really important to me to be able to learn how to do this. And I had a go at it. I was very gentle at first and skin, dead skin came off and a lot came off, you know. I was doing really, really well and it was going, it wasn't as neat and tidy as what I was watching on YouTube in the sense of the way it was all smoothly coming off, but it was coming off and I wasn't in any pain or I hadn't cut myself at that point. And then I did one kind of move um, on kind of the edge of my foot and I don't know the scalpel it's just like a it's kind of a basic curved scalpel it's a number 10 if that means anything to anybody Um, and it kind of I don't know I'm not a scalpel expert am I I would love to go and have a scalpel lesson (laughs) and I sort of dug into my skin a bit and I cut myself a little nick you know, nothing too serious, but enough for it to start bleeding. I didn't want to tell Simon that I'd done this because I'm proud and I wanted to be perfect the first go. So I went and like secretly tidied myself up and just dabbed a bit of antiseptic on it and put a plaster on it. Maybe that should have been my warning to stop there for this session, but I didn't. So I carried on going for a little bit longer. I'd done one foot. That was enough. Brilliant. I did the other one a little bit. And then I don't quite know how it happened. I think like my thumb sort of did a bit of a a twitch (laughs) as thumbs do, but it kind of twitched right into the scalpel blade. So (laughs) the next thing I know, there's kind of pools of blood everywhere and Simon's like are you okay you know and I'm like yeah I'm okay I've just cut myself a bit and he's like is it all right is it going anywhere I'm like could can you get me um a tissue please (laughs) and it was fairly deep just what is it it was I don't know like a centimeter, maybe a centimeter across my thumb, across the most used bit of thumb ever. You know, I didn't realize quite how much I used that thumb until I couldn't use it anymore. So after we'd cleared everything up and I'd put a plaster on it and it stopped bleeding, it took a while to stop. I was kind of sad and I was upset because I thought I really wanted this to work and then I needed to relax and forgive myself because 
it's good to have enthusiasm, but it's good to take it really, really easily. And it's really important. I learned to have absolute respect for the scalpel. I thought it felt at first like it was like blunting. And I know it's true that blades do blunt after they're used, but the point definitely wasn't blunt. And I need to go easy next time. I'm not going to stop. I will be careful. <laughs> I've learned a lesson. I'm definitely going to use gloves next time. I didn't have any gloves on because I thought they're my own feet, so it's fine. But then it kind of acts as a protection as well. It, all, it might help to bounce off if anything like that happens again. But I will go super easy next time. But it's a thing, you know, I want to be able to look after my own feet. I don't always want somebody to look after them for me when I can do it myself. I'm proud and it took me about two or three days to actually tell Simon I'd cut my foot as well as my finger because he said at first, I thought you were going to cut your foot, not your finger. And I was just like, ha, 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 yeah. So I told him eventually that I'd done both. Oh. <laughs> what kind of lockdown stories have you got? <laughs> I'm not very good with gruesome things, <laughs> so sorry. If there was a bit too much information in this, I'll probably put a warning on it. <laughs> yeah, I hope you've had lots of lovely baking experiences. I'm looking forward to making some custard tarts. That's like the silver lining of, of the story. <laughs> try again at some point um, but so far I mean I've done a, a great job I got rid of a lot of my soreness and I feel proud that I even approached it in the first place you know but I needed to do something because all the podiatrist clinics are shut down at the moment and even if they weren't you know it's not something I can afford so easily at the moment so yeah I think I did a good job and you could have you could have predicted it sorry like the lady the lecturer lady she knew didn't she she knew it's like when you give your kid an army knife and you know that they're probably, they might, you hope they won't hurt themselves, but, you know, one flick and they've gone and done something. But it's all a learning process, isn't it? And as long as no fingers are chopped off, then it's okay. <laughs> so any tips on scalpels, then let me know. <laughs> Not that any professional would do <laughs> to a non-professional. <laughs> Enjoy any baking that you get up to. I hope that you are safe and happy and smiley, not going too crazy. I think it's a lovely time if you're housed with other people just to enjoy their company because when you work away all the time, then you don't really get to see them so much. So I'm sure lots of relationships are getting forged in this time. I am missing having a girlfriend, actually. I'm missing having a girl, a cheeky girl, who I can be thick as thieves with to giggle and to talk about girly things. And yeah, just to have that feminine energy. I love Simon dearly. He's a man. 
however and I need that female touch so hopefully when all this is over I can find a really good friend (laughs) go well everybody lots of love